Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Thursday, June 1st, 2023 in the Gregorian calendar and the 12th of Sivan, 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Tens of thousands of Israelis participated in the Jerusalem Pride Parade, which advocates for LGBTQ rights and this year expressed an anti-government sentiment in the signs and banners that you could see held up along the route. The event, which had heavy security and a significant police presence, proceeded without incident. Marchers jeered and booed at National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir, who has for years been a far-right politician who critics say is intolerant of non-religious minority communities, including the LGBTQ one. The parade has a high record of participation rate with numbers the most seen since 2016. The parade had a record high participation rate of 30,000, with numbers being the highest since 2016. The parade had live music, dancing, and a friendly atmosphere, but also highlighted opposition to the government's judicial overhaul program and hostility toward the current right-wing coalition. Three people were arrested before the parade even started, and that was for making threats about disturbing the peace of the parade. The anti-LGBTQ group Lahava received approval to hold a counter-protest near the parade route. The main organizer of the event, the Jerusalem Open House for Pride and Tolerance, expressed concern over National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir's involvement in the event's security. He's the security minister, but get this. The Lahava group is led by a far-right activist named Bensi Gopstein, who is actually a very close political ally of Itamar Ben-Gavir and was once even slated to be elected onto Ben-Gavir's party list. About 2,000 police officers, including some who were undercover, were trying to make sure the parade went smoothly. Well, we can easily say, job well done. 52-year-old Hannah Nachenberg has died 22 years after the 2001 Sparrow terror attack in Jerusalem, which was carried out by Palestinian terrorists. She has been in a vegetative state for 22 years since the bombing in the chain pizzeria. She was the 16th fatality of the attack, which killed 15 civilians and injured more than 100 others. Nachenberg, originally from New York, was at the pizzeria with her three-year-old daughter at the time of the bombing. The U.S. is still seeking the extradition of Alam Aref Ahmad al-Tamimi, the prominent Palestinian woman convicted as an accomplice in the attack. She's currently in Jordan. Although I have to say that accomplice is not a good word because she has been interviewed on the record saying she came up with the entire plan to bomb that corner at a time where she knew that kids would be getting out of school. Believe it or not, but that's recorded. 
The Roth family, who lost their 15-year-old daughter in the attack, is the one campaigning for Tamimi's extradition from Jordan years and years after the bombing even occurred. They're American citizens. That's why they were able to try to get this extradition underway. The United States does have a relationship with Jordan and sends millions of dollars worth of funding to the country. The family is calling on the country to extradite the woman to the United States to face charges there. Nachenberg, the woman who died after being in a coma for all these years, was born in New York, moved to Israel, and was 31 at the time of the bombing. Her little three-year-old girl escaped physically unharmed. The terror attack was conducted by a Palestinian suicide bomber. Nachenberg died at Ikhlov Hospital in Tel Aviv. An Israeli military court has sentenced two Palestinians to life behind bars for carrying out a shooting attack in the West Bank settlement of Ariel in 2022. The attack resulted in the death of security guard Vyashlev Kolev, who had shielded his fiancée from the gunfire. He saved her with his body. The two of them worked in security together and even shared shifts. The terrorists were convicted of murder, attempted murder, weapons offenses, and obstruction of justice. They were sentenced to life plus 30 years in prison and ordered to pay compensation to the two bereaved families. The assailants purchased weapons and a vehicle for the attack and then targeted the entrance to the settlement of Ariel. We are sending our condolences to the families who are still suffering. The Israeli Mossad agent who died in Italy earlier this week was laid to rest yesterday, so that was Wednesday. He had drowned in Lake Maggiore in Italy when the boat he was on capsized and the 23 people on board fell into the cold waters. Four drowned including the Israeli man whom Italian media are calling Erez Shimoni. He was just 50 years old. In Israel, his identity is trying to be preserved. The Mossad referred to him only as Mem, or the Hebrew letter for M. Many agents were present at the funeral, but they mostly wore baseball caps and some even wore face masks to conceal their identity. Mossad head David Barnia said, quote, you worked in secret throughout your adult life. Even after your death, we will not be able to tell publicly about your many significant and beneficial actions for the people of Israel. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has invited Arab lawmakers to meet with him directly to address the increasing violence within their community, rather than involving the far-right National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir. So that was a bit... Got some eyebrows raised that National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir wasn't brought into that security meeting. Netanyahu made the invitation during a Knesset debate on the rising homicide rate where Arab members of Knesset had raised concerns about crime in their community. The Arab lawmakers refused to accept Ben-Gavir's presence at the meeting. Israel has had more than 90 homicides just since the beginning of the year, with the majority happening in the Arab community. Netanyahu expressed his desire for collaboration and assistance from Arab members of Knesset in order to address this serious problem. I want to thank all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics, and thank you to all of you who joined us today on Zoom for an absolutely marvelous Israel Daily News Roundtable which is a new initiative that I tried out today. We had some very special individuals join us to discuss the news. 
their concerns about society today and the future of the state of Israel. Everyone was able to express themselves fully and hear each other's perspectives in a respectful environment, and everyone left feeling honestly ecstatic. Join us for the next one by registering at patreon.com backslash Shanna Fold. I'll be setting up another session within the coming weeks. I am very excited about it. In fact, I'll play a little clip from the experience for you to hear. You'll hear some voices including Marianne Vollinger, Jim Peck, and Mikhail Grozovsky. So throughout the roundtable discussion, I just couldn't help but think how important it is for us to have more people like you, Mikhail, Marianne, Jim, people that are engaged in society, people that care about the welfare and the well-being of others, people that are seeing what's happening and concerned about hate, concerned about hate turning into violence. And um, I really am glad that that's the idea, that's the essence coming out of this roundtable of us breaking down the news, that at the end of the day, the news is the vehicle to us understanding what we need to do together as a society, a global society, in order for this to be a good place for everyone to live. So, um, and, and now I'd just like to move into final remarks. So Jim, I'd like you to take the time to say whatever you're going to say now, and you, you can give your closing remark um, for today. First, I'd like to invite all your readers to join us. Uh, you would benefit from the round table. We would benefit from having you in the round table. Uh, the thoughts and opinions are respectfully shared. They give different insights which is so valuable to have us further understand what is going on in Israel and the greater world. That was beautiful, Jim. Thank you so much. Uh, Michael. Yeah, I'd like uh, to thank Marianne and Jim for participating and sharing their ideas. Uh, they uh, enriched my understanding of what's happening in Israel. In one of the following roundtables, I'd like to... Uh, that the group would discuss uh, the idea of women's uh, role in Israeli society because uh, I think it's a bit like in Russia. Uh, family are run by women. That's my hypothesis. Uh, but uh, it's the, they're somehow not that prominent uh, in larger society. And why is that? Uh, we're equal like uh, I'm, I'm not sure we are the same yeah so why the role of uh, women in israeli society is different yeah that's the part of israeli society that bothers me a bit yeah that's uh, i'd like to to discuss it uh, and touch on it uh, in in further discussion tables yeah Thank you very much. And I, I like that you're getting prepared for the next one. I'm writing down the notes. I, I have notes, by the way, from our conversation today of things that we're going to come back to and of experts that I'd like to bring in to address a couple of different things. One of them being women's role in family. And I have a great speaker for this who is very good um, and passing laws in Israeli society. Um, which we'll we'll also touch on. Um, these are these are great notes, Marianne. Please give us your closing remarks, and they can be anything. By the way, you don't you don't have to thank me. They can just be your your. You, this is a round table, so go for it. Well, I just wanted to thank you for hosting this. It's been really really fun. I 
I would like to say this is the 75th anniversary of the state of Israel. I think that is a component that is incredibly important. And I would like to have maybe one discussion at least on what is the vision for the future of this country? Um, what is the vision within the Jewish community of what they want for this country? Is it going to be a political focus? Is it going to be a more religious Jewish focus in terms of the governing? Um, how do they see their democracy moving forward in the next you know, 25 years? And for all of the young people that are coming there to do Aliyah and coming home, what is their viewpoint of the, what is their vision of what they want this nation to be? And um, those are the things that intrigue me. I'm very excited. We had this first discussion. I look forward to the next one. And, you know, Shanna, it might turn into something like a little satellite tribe Tel Aviv experience, you know, just for maybe your listeners. And I would encourage our, your listeners, please come and check it out because today was so worthwhile. And I hope that more of our listeners will participate and give their perspectives. It's so incredibly important. And thank you. You're welcome. And I didn't even realize that we needed the perspectives until I heard all of them. My friends, we will see you all again. And if any of you want to connect with one another, ask me and I'll share emails with you guys. I also want to thank all of you who personally finance and fund the Israel Daily News podcast with monthly contributions. I would not be able to financially or emotionally continue without your support. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at israeldaily.news, as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. Police got a hold of a man in East Jerusalem who had a bunch of ancient floor tiles created by soldiers from the 10th Roman Legion. The Legion played a significant role in the destruction of Jerusalem and the Second Holy Temple around 2,000 plus years ago. The stamped emblem of the Legion on each brick suggests they were originally used as floor tiles in an ancient bathhouse. Police saw a car parked in East Jerusalem with covered crates in the trunk and decided to have a look. Well, inside were tiles loaded up. The car's owner says the tiles came from the Hebron area in the southern West Bank. The Israel Antiquities Authority is not pleased that someone removed them from their original site, depriving archaeologists of what they say is valuable information and destroying ancient heritage. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Thursday, June 1st. 2023. Tel Aviv has a low of 26 degrees Celsius and a high of 32 degrees. That's 79 degrees Fahrenheit for the low going up to 89 degrees for the high. Israel is going through a heat wave this weekend, which will break on Saturday with some possible rain. That is very unusual for this time of year. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We 
are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. You can sign up at israeldaily.news. I'll send you off with a song called Narrow Bridge by Nicole Revive. She'll be singing this song on Wednesday at a ticketed event at the Tel Aviv Museum of Art where she'll be bringing on stage the winner of the competition that she hosted. She's asked people from around the world to sing the song in their language, and the winner did the Narrow Bridge song in Spanish. She's from Argentina, and she won by popular vote. The night is sponsored by the World Jewish Congress and Jewish National Fund USA. It's going to be filled with lovely musical expressions, all the links that you need from this podcast, including a link for a ticket to Wednesday's event, are in the show notes of this podcast. Enjoy the song. Have a great and productive day and an excellent weekend. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. A very narrow bridge, a very narrow bridge, a very narrow bridge. The whole entire world is a very narrow bridge, a very narrow bridge. By the main thing to Tell me.